0: Welcome to the World Beyond the tale, the Page Day American Gods podcast. I'm your host, James, and today we're reading page 101. Out by the phone. If anyone asks, you're waiting for a call from your girlfriend whose car has broken down. So why is she calling me there? How the hell should you know? Wednesday put on a pair of faded pink earmuffs. He closed the trunk. Snowflakes settled on his dark blue cap and on his earmuffs. How do I look, he asked. Ludicrous, said Shadow. Ludicrous? Or goofy, maybe, said Shadow. Hm, mm, goofy and ludicrous. That's good.' Wednesday smiled. The earmuffs made him appear at the same time reassuring, amusing, and ultimately lovable. He strode across the street and walked along the block to the bank building while Shadow walked into the supermarket hall and watched. Wednesday taped a large red out-of-order notice to the ATM. He put a red ribbon across the night deposit slot, and he taped a photocopied sign up above it. Shadow read it with amusement. "'For your convenience,' it said, "'we are working to make ongoing improvements.' We apologize for the temporary inconvenience. Then Wednesday turned around and faced the street. He looked cold and put upon. A young woman came over to use the ATM. Wednesday shook his head, explained that it was out of order. She cursed, apologized for cursing, and ran off. A car drew up and a man got out holding a small gray sack and a key. Shadow watched as Wednesday apologized to the man, then made him sign the clipboard, checked his deposit slip, painstakingly wrote him out a receipt and puzzled over which copy to keep, and finally opened his big black metal case and put the man's sack inside. The man shivered in the snow, stamping his feet, waiting for the old security guard to be done with with this administrative nonsense so he could leave his takings and get out of the cold and be on his way. Then he took his receipt and got back into his warm car and drove off. Wednesday walked across the street carrying the metal case and bought himself a coffee at the supermarket. And that's our page. Now we see Wednesday's plan begin to grow fruit. Interestingly, this is an older scam going back to possibly the 50s or the 60s. It's unclear, but it could have been done by the infamous con man Frank Abagnale, who was the subject of the 2002 Leonardo DiCaprio film Catch Me If You Can, also based on the mostly non-fictional book that he wrote. Um, Though there's some doubt about the veracity of his story because Abagnale was pretty famous for lying and conning people however the scam was actually attempted again in Tigard Oregon which is one of my old stomping grounds when I first moved to Portland they actually pulled it off at a Wells Fargo in the Washington Square Mall where I used to work mostly I brought the reference here because I used to work at the mall but it is pretty relatable back to the book i think there's a certain amount of there's a certain amount of people in the Tigard and Washington Square area that are pretty well off, so I could actually see them going for something like this. Although I would wonder if things would go quite as smoothly if you tried it at Clackamas Town Center or Lloyd Center in Portland. Probably not. The crowning achievement per the page and just in general for Wednesday's costume is the pink earmuffs. It's one of those details where he's really trying to draw attention to himself. And I think at the same time, it's also a way of of really drawing someone's attention to specifically his earmuffs and not so much the rest of him. If he's got some standout feature like that, people are going to be remembering the earmuffs more than the man itself. At the same time, though, he's a god. I mean, couldn't he just make it so suspicion slides off of him anyway? Perhaps, perhaps it's it's an attempt to deal with more modern technology like security cameras. I'm not 100% certain. The out-of-order sign is ridiculous and also very believable. The incorrect use of the apostrophe and improvements is really painful to me, but it's also pretty true to life. There's entire websites dedicated to documenting people's misuse of commas or apostrophes or similar things in handmade or printed signs. The sign itself also starts with convenience and ends with inconvenience is a great, terrible bit of balancing and... It would definitely show up a lot on on a sign if it was designed by just any random person. The small detail of the woman who curses and then apologizes for cursing right before dashing back into the night is also really good. if, If you've worked in retail or really any service industry or just about any industry where you have to interact with the public, this is pretty common. People will sometimes curse in frustration and then apologize. Sometimes, of course, they'll be cursing at you because they're useless assholes with no brain or kindness in their body. But most of the time, it's just a a little bit of letting off the steam. Otherwise, though, there's not really a whole lot to talk about on the page. We do start getting to see a dichotomy, though, of the cold versus the warmth. Uh, The man who drops off his stuff wants to get back into his warm car and the car is described as such there's a lot of mention of cold just on this page i also think we could maybe have a discussion about if goofy and uh, ludicrous are different enough that that we would make that kind of distinction i don't know that i would i guess ludicrous is is a few degrees higher on the scale than goofy is ludicrous is maybe more it's just more it's it's goofy but taken to taken to an extreme level. I don't know, though. I'm kind of just rambling because I wanted to get over five minutes recording time. So here we are. Get in touch with the show at theworldbeyondthetail at gmail.com or on Twitter at worldbeyondpod. Thank you to Julian Granganage for his version of St. James Infirmary Blues, which we use as the theme. And thank you for listening. I'll be back tomorrow with another page. And remember, only the gods are real.